Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher. Welcome to While You Were Folding. I created this podcast to continue the conversations about the things that matter in domestic life. I'm a Catholic homeschooling mother of six. My husband, Philip, is a pediatrician, and we've been married for 14 years. I've learned a lot, usually in messy or painful ways, and I have so much more to learn. I'm excited to share this episode with you, and I hope you'll add your voice to the next one. I pray before I record every episode that God will use this podcast to inspire each of us to holiness in our vocations as wives, mothers, and his beloved daughters, and that you will go on to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's jump in. Hi, everybody. I am back in my basement recording a podcast and First of all, wanted to say I'm sorry that my episode that released last Monday didn't go out the week before. I had everything recorded and set to go. I was on top of my game, but somehow my website didn't release the podcast episode for that week. So I took a week off from recording and just used that episode for last week. And This week, I thought it would be fun to come down here and talk about my relationship with social media. So first, I wanted to go back and talk a little bit about my history with social media and how it's evolved over time, where I've been with it lately, and what all of this means for my hopes for the podcast. So Let's go back in time, shall we? So I just celebrated a birthday. I just turned 38. So social media really was coming on the scene when Philip and I were in college. I definitely remember when I joined Facebook, it was the sophomore year, my sophomore year of college, and I was in my sorority house computer lab and... (laughs) That room was so hot and the computers were so outdated and loud. The internet was so slow. So this would have been in the fall semester of 2004 that I joined social media. So at this time, Facebook was brand new. You had to have a college email address to join And it was kind of a big deal. And it was fun. It was a new way to connect with people. And carried that on through college. And then we got married in 2008 after graduation from college. And then started my teaching job. And then started staying at home after we had baby Jane, our oldest, And then after a few years of staying at home, when I had two little ones and they were 15 months apart, I thought it would be fun to start a blog. Blogging was huge. So this was back in 2000, end of 2011, beginning of 2012. And it was so much fun. It was such a great creative outlet. It was a fun way to document early motherhood. And I started sharing those posts on Facebook as a fun way to connect with other people. And I became a contributor to catholicmom.com. And it was so much fun just to have this writing time. Writing has always been a major passion of mine. 
when I was little, I, my dream was to be a syndicated columnist. I thought that I would be a writer. I wanted to be Anne M. Martin, who, the author of The Babysitter's Club when I was a little girl. So you could say that writing has always been a passion of mine. Um, so uh, after blogging for a while, then we went through a miscarriage and blogging, it surprised me. It was a really creative, um, unexpected way to process and put into words everything that we were experiencing with miscarriage. And so many people at that time, this was back in 2012, at that time, miscarriage wasn't really something that people were sharing about. And after I shared some of those blog posts on Facebook, it was just, um, in a little, in a couple ways, overwhelming to me how many people shared with me in private messages and emails, how they had never talked about their own miscarriages before, but because they had read my post, they felt the need to reach out and say, Hey, this is something that I've experienced as well. And thank you for sharing about it because now I feel like I'm able to do that too. So that was back in 2012 and it definitely propelled me forward with writing more and connecting with people through my writing. And then Facebook, meanwhile, in these years of having all these babies and being at home with them and the kids entering into the schooling years, Facebook became a way for me to document just the everyday life. Um, And I'd say earlier on, it was just a way to create photo albums, share little quick updates and have captions on the pictures. And I would spend a lot of time organizing the photo albums by month and I would post a bunch of pictures. And in the meantime, I continued blogging for several years. And then over the course of time, gradually Instagram became popular. And I would say that I stepped away from blogging. People were not checking blogs as often or commenting as much on them. And people seemed to be getting more engagement on Facebook. And then that kind of migrated over to Instagram So on Instagram, it became like my new blog where I would share a picture of everyday life with a mini piece of writing attached to it. And then I would share those posts that I would write for Instagram and post them over to Facebook. And then fast forward a little bit around the end of 2017, I had gotten out of survival mode with having a baby and had a creative itch. And that was when I decided to launch this podcast while you were folding. And it has been so much fun. I have loved it. I knew nothing about how to do any of this. I created my own website. I learned what kind of equipment I needed. I figured out how to do the recording software. And I am so dang proud of myself. (laughs) When I was a seventh grader at St. Robert's in Omaha, I was on the tech team with Mrs. Weller, the computer teacher, and she insisted that we needed a young woman on the tech team because it was something that all of the guys were interested in. And the only reason that they recruited me was because of my words per minute. (laughs) I honestly did not have any business being on there, but I was a quick study and I was determined to learn 
how to be an asset to the tech team. Basically, our job as junior high students was to go from classroom to classroom when teachers had tech issues with their projectors, with their, um, at this time, there were no smart boards, um, helping them if they needed help getting on the new fangled internet (laughs) or figuring out various things. So it was fun. I really enjoyed it. But I just think about how that time really taught me how to troubleshoot and how to be a little bit creative, be patient in figuring things out and not to be afraid to turn to whoever's next to me and say, Hey, do you know how to do this thing? So I just spent a lot of time researching before I launched the podcast and it all came together And in various stages since then, I've had a couple more babies. We've gone through all kinds of different things. And I've had to step back from the podcast a couple times. Um, But I have always figured out how to get back to it, even when the software changed or something went wrong with the website. And it's been a really fun, creative challenge. And it has definitely filled my bucket. And I think the kids are really excited for me every time I say I'm going to record a new podcast. I think they think it's cool that I have this creative outlet and they're always giving me input on what kinds of topics I should talk about and that kind of thing. So if you have some sort of a creative itch that maybe you haven't been trying to fulfill or take care of, I'd encourage you to spend some time thinking about it. Maybe you'll have some time over the holidays, a little bit more time and space, hopefully, just to sit and think about what kinds of things in the new year you might be interested in taking on. Maybe it's something as simple as pulling out a knitting bag that you've had sitting in your basement collecting dust for the past 10 years. Or maybe you want to finally start slowly looking through your digital photos and organize a family photo album that you've been saying you're going to do forever. Or maybe you want to start writing, or maybe you're a photographer and you have a fancy camera that has not been used in several years, whatever it is, just do the thing. Um, But back to the social media thing, I would say over the last couple years, I mean, we all... (laughs) We all know how hard the last couple of years have been for various reasons. And I know that these next couple of minutes of me talking is going to make me sound like an old crotchety lady, but honestly, I don't care. I just turned 38 and I think I'm getting to the age where you just don't care anymore (laughs) what people think and people can unsubscribe or stop listening to the podcast if they don't like what I'm about to say. And that's fine. Um, but Holy Toledo, Facebook in the last couple of years has become such an unhappy place to be. There is so much trolling and things imploding in people's comments. And I was almost never on there for the last couple of years. I would just create a post for Instagram and then I would have it click to post over to Facebook as well. And then Instagram darn it in the last couple of years has really changed. I really loved how Instagram was a happy place where you could just see photo updates. And if someone was really into writing, then they could share some beautiful writing to go along with a picture. But then it morphed into 
stories and now it's all about reels. And this is the part that's going to make me sound old and unwilling to adapt. And there is some of that, but I'm, I just really liked the writing that was on there before. And that's because that's what my passion and interest is. Um, and I enjoyed sharing in that way, but now it's, the reels are just not my favorite way of sharing. And it's not my favorite way of receiving information from other people. So I've just kind of lost that love and feeling towards social media in the last couple of years between the pandemic and being married to a physician. That was really difficult. And there's been so much divisiveness with all of the other nonsense between the presidential election and all of the racism and black lives matter. And I think the hardest part is that on social media, you just cannot unsee or unknow the things that people share about themselves. You can unfollow, but you cannot unsee and unknow the things that are shared on there. And then in the meantime, if these are people that you know in real life and you're in community with these individuals, whether they're in your neighborhood or they are part of your school community or part of your church community, it's just tricky to be in community when you feel that hostility and divisiveness. So I'd say the last couple of years, I was mostly just posting and not scrolling because scrolling, if I'm honest, had become a near occasion of sin. I did not want to see and know the things that I was finding out on there because it just got to feel, it was feeling so yucky every time I got on there. It never felt like a good bucket filling use of my time. So I took some time away from the podcast during the pandemic. We had a lot going on. And if you've been listening to the podcast since I relaunched, you know that we started homeschooling. We had a very high risk roller coaster pregnancy with Helen. We moved out to the country and Philip launched his own direct primary care pediatric practice. But I started feeling the creative itch again, and so that's why I decided to relaunch the podcast this fall. And I am loving it. It has been so much fun. I think I definitely don't have as much time for regularly scheduled interviews, but I want to keep throwing those in when I can. And if you're listening to this episode when it releases on, okay, let me look at my calendar. See, this is the unpolished part. Monday, December 5th is when this episode will air. Um, on that day, I'm doing my interview with my physical pelvic floor physical therapist and her business partner. And I cannot wait to, to share that interview with all of you. But I probably won't do as many regular interviews because I just simply don't have time to make that happen on an ongoing basis. But when I can, I love to have those episodes but this podcast, it's going to be low key. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be super polished. And that's fine because that's the chapter of life that I'm in. And it's been such a fun, creative bucket filler. And I've gotten so much great feedback from all of you. And I want to keep listening, um, keep connecting with all of the listeners. Um, and then as far as social media goes, it definitely helps to have social media when it comes to sharing and promoting something 
on the internet, but honestly, I don't want to spend my time on there anymore. And when I wanted to relaunch the podcast, I decided to create a few reels for Instagram. My husband, Philip taught me how to do it. And it was a lot of work. And I did that for my first couple of episodes back. And so as an experiment, I wanted to release a few episodes with promotion on social media, just posting about it on my own personal accounts. And then I did a couple of episodes where I didn't post anything about it on social media. And it honestly did not make that much of a difference. If anything, I'm missing out on comments from people that aren't listeners to the podcast. And I'm not all that invested in finding out what people who don't listen to the show think about the episode that I'm promoting, right? (laughs) But I am really invested in our smaller, loyal, dedicated audience. So if I had to choose, I would rather have less engagement. Let me rephrase that. I would rather have fewer downloads, but higher engagement. I want a smaller, loyal, dedicated audience that is regularly reaching out, sending me your awesome Voxer messages and your emails. And I'm getting that. And on social media, every now and then you'll just get the negative comments. And I'm not saying I'm not open to hearing constructive criticism and all of that, but it's just not the place where you get the deep, meaningful connections that make a creative outlet feel worthwhile. So I have not deleted my social media accounts because there are some Facebook groups that I'm a part of that I want to be able to continue to access as resources. Like there are a couple of homeschooling groups that I'm on, on there. There are some social things that I'm a part of on there, things that I participate in, in real life that have groups on there, but I have not been checking them very often. Um, so I deleted my social media apps on my phone and this happened a couple months ago. And I noticed a couple of really interesting things and I wanted, this is the main reason why I wanted to release this podcast. Um, so I've taken breaks from social media before, but this is the first time that I've been really serious about it. So I deleted them off my phone. I still have access them on the computer. The first thing, it is amazing how in the first couple of weeks after I deleted the apps on my phone, my mind felt so much more clear. I didn't have the temptation to check social media regularly. And it was embarrassing. The first couple of days, you have that muscle memory where you just pull out your phone and you have the impulse to move your fingers to get to the app wherever it was on your phone. But then you had a couple of those phantom app moments where it's not there anymore. (laughs) And it took a while for me to get used to that. And then I realized I didn't have the temptation to check it quickly, to do those quick checks anymore. Um, Because I would every now and then if I had some free moments or an awkward pause in my day, I would use it and fill it up with checking social media and returning a comment or a DM. 
And it would make me so scatterbrained because it's that whole thing that you read about with multitasking, that multitasking is a myth. And actually all that you're doing is task switching and task switching from thing to thing to thing to thing causes all kinds of brain fuzziness. And that's what I was feeling every time I did a quote unquote quick check of social media. It took me a long time to rebound from it. So if I was doing a quick check while the kid next to me was doing their math problems, and then they had a question, it would take me a while to regroup my brain and get back to whatever they were asking me. Or if I was in the middle of doing something and a family member walked in and they had a question, it's embarrassing how your brain, well, it's not embarrassing. It's the way our brains work, but it was concerning to me. And it was um, really freeing to realize how much less fuzzy I felt when I deleted the social media apps. And I had a really funny moment. Philip and I were out to eat. We were on a date and it was a couple weeks after I had deleted social media on my phone. And it was the first time I had been out on the town since I had deleted the apps. And we were toward the end of our meal and Philip had excused himself to go use the restroom. And I'm sitting at the table by myself and it was probably just a couple of minutes, right? (laughs) But I was positioned in the corner of the restaurant. So I'm facing out to all the other patrons and I felt kind of awkward just sitting there by myself in silence And I did initially have this feeling of, oh, I should check my phone, see if the sitter has messaged, even though we always tell the babysitter, if you need to get a hold of us, call or text both of our numbers. And Philip will be the one to answer first because he always has his phone in his pocket because ladies' clothes don't have really good pockets. (laughs) And I always have my phone in my purse. Anyway, So I thought, oh, I should check my phone and see if the sitter has messaged me. And I just said, you know what? No, I know that if the sitter needs us, she'll contact Philip. And I'm going to challenge myself just to sit here in silence. And I'm not getting out my phone. I could get on some other things right now, like Goodreads or the library app or whatever. But I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just going to sit here. And it felt like 10 minutes, but I didn't let myself look at my screen once. And like I said, I was facing all of the other patrons. So at first I felt kind of awkward, but then I started to just let myself be bored and to take in the room. And it was awesome. I started to actually notice the decor around the restaurant. This was the first time that we had eaten at this place and the smells of everything. And they have a beautiful open kitchen at this restaurant where we were. So I started to watch the chefs that were working at the stove. I watched the saucier putting all of the fancy sauces on the dishes. And then I see some other chefs adding garnishes and then the sous chef chopping onions. And then I look over to the bar and the bartender is mixing these really complicated craft drinks. And it was, I had all kinds of theater around me and Why in the world would I before just be staring at a phone? 
it's just become so normalized for people to stare at a phone anytime they're by themselves. And it's embarrassing how weird it felt not to do that, but it was so great. And it kind of made me sad when I sat back and reflected on it and shared the story with Philip when he came back to the table and we laughed about it, but it's also really sad because I remember so often growing up because we didn't have phones, we weren't connected all the time. The amount of time that I allowed myself just to be bored, not allowed myself, I had to be bored because there wasn't another option and what a gift that was and how I'm going to have to, I have to be really intentional as a parent to make sure my kids have those opportunities because it's so dang good for us to be bored, to have that blank time with no agenda and just to take things in and let our brains connect the dots on different things that we had never connected the dots on before, or just to stop and think. And so I was determined from that evening on to make sure that my phone was back to being a tool that I'm going to use it for being in contact with people. And I still have my favorite apps on there. I still use my podcast player. I have my apps for borrowing books from the library. I have the Goodreads app. I have my picture sorting app, but I deleted the Safari app for getting on the internet. And I only let myself get on the internet when I'm away from home and I need to access information that can't wait. And that's almost never. And I also don't have email on my phone. So my phone is back to being my camera and the way that I actually get in touch with people. And I love it because otherwise I'm not really using it. And as far as the social media part of it goes, I feel so out of the loop on things. And it's my favorite way to be. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. I am not up to date on all of the outrage and latest debates on whatever issue du jour has come up. And if I do miss something, I am very confident telling myself it must not have been that important because someone didn't reach out to share about whatever the news is directly. And the best part is I feel so much more connected to Philip, to the kids, to my friends, and to my extended family. And they aren't finding out the play-by-play of my life because they follow me on social media. The things that they know are because I'm sharing about it with them. And so that's been a change for the better, I think. Um, I still haven't figured out all of the things. And this is the other reason I wanted to sit down and record this episode tonight, because I'm still working through figuring out long-term what my plans are, because I don't really know what all of this means for the podcast. Um, But I will say the best way for anyone to get a hold of me going forward is going to be through email and Voxer. And we definitely have a very dedicated listenership for this show. We have steady downloads and engagement through email and all of your feedback that you've given me. And I have to keep telling myself that I would be blown away if I had the number of, so if I had the number of 
downloads that I do for the podcast, if that were the number of people that showed up in my family room every Monday to hear me talk about these things that get downloaded on the podcast, I would be beyond thrilled. But when people look at numbers for downloads versus people showing up in your living room, people view that differently. But I, with holy cow, the number of countries and listeners that I have regularly tuning in each week, I don't feel the need to promote things on social media. But I will say that sometimes I want to share things in a visual way. Um, but it's difficult to share those things on a podcast. And so I really want your help figuring out how to do this because I'm wondering how you get that sort of information. If you listen to video podcasts or, um, if I should create some sort of a video, because it definitely seems like people aren't reading blogs or visiting websites as much to access information. But there are days when I've taken a picture of something that happens in our homeschool, or I have a special doc that I want to create, like that clipboard planner that I shared with you several episodes ago, and I wanted to share it. It's hard to describe things like that. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out all of that. So I'm wanting to know if maybe you would be interested in newsletters that would get sent to your email inbox like a weekly or every other week newsletter, because that seems like an easy way for me to be able to write something up the way that I love and then share images or different docs for people to download if they're interested. And I have to say, in a lot of ways, it feels silly to break up with social media because it's where people are and it would be really easy to find people there. Um, but I'm just really liking the person that I am today more than the person that I was a few months ago when I was on social media. And mostly it's the wife and mom that I've been lately versus a couple months ago. I love writing. And if I'm honest, someday my dream would be to write and publish a book And it's probably about this chapter of life that I'm living right now. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, I definitely plan to continue on with the podcast and continuing to share in this way. But for those times when I want to share something visually, I'm wondering if creating a newsletter where I can share pictures and people can download things if they're interested would be a good use of my time. Or maybe you have a different idea. But I know that aspiring authors are supposed to care about their platforms and numbers and all of that. And if I am ever going to write a book, I know publishers really care about all of that and blah, blah, blah. But if I'm going to do that for the right reasons, I think that I need to trust that God will use whatever my offerings are to reach the people that need to be reached using creative ways other than social media. And besides self-publishing is always an option these days, right? So, 
So I don't know. This is kind of a rambling episode, but my goal is to continue connecting with each of you and sharing, but doing that without having to spend time on social media. But I really want to hear your ideas. I want to hear how you like to access information and how you do it in a way where it's not distracting from your vocation, where it's not taking, taking away from the things that are really important to you. How do you get your information? How do you connect with the people whose advice and opinions on things you really value? Please share your feedback, especially on this episode. And like I said, the best ways to get in touch with me are through email. You can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com. Or you can record an audio message and email it to me at that address, or you can send me a Voxer message as well. And you can find me, um, my name on there is Catherine Boucher. So please get in touch. I would love to hear your feedback and I look forward to sharing that on a future episode. And then next week I'll be back with my interview about pelvic floor physical therapy. Until next time, I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Continue the conversation with the people in your life and share what you heard while you were folding. <laughs>